hot, hot, hot. Bring the heat. And now, your host, Pat Rulo. Welcome to Speak Up Talk Radio, where nothing is off limits when it comes to your health, wellness, healthcare safety, or just plain sanity. I am your hostess, Pat Rulo, author of the book on the recommended reading list of the U.S. Army's Medical Department, titled Speak Up and Stay Alive, The Patient Advocate Hospital Survival Guide, available at the website speakupandstayalive.com. As a healthcare safety speaker, trainer, and researcher, it is my goal to keep you safe from what the masses embrace as normal. Thank you for joining me today as together we become the voice for informed choice. So turn off that microwave radiation emitting cell phone because it's time to get started. I want to talk about something we hear very little about, yet it is common and quite serious and is due to the overzealous prescribing of drugs and also because of improper monitoring of medication use. Here's a typical scenario. Let's say a healthy person named Jim goes to the doctor for a checkup and is told his cholesterol is high. So Jim starts taking medication, which causes side effects. This leads his doctor to give him a second drug to treat those side effects. Then that second drug causes new side effects, so the doctor prescribes a third drug to treat the side effects of the second one. And before you know it, Jim's health is spiraling downward and he soon needs assistance to live. And everyone just chalks it up to old age. Poor Jim has Alzheimer's. Now, this is important to note. Drug-induced dementia is different than age-induced dementia. And the odds of a drug-induced dementia increase the more medications a person takes. Here are a few reasons why an older patient might experience drug-induced dementia. Number one, many drugs are harmful to brain tissue, resulting in decreased brain function, exhibited by symptoms such as memory loss or other types of cognitive decline. Number two, as people age, they become more susceptible because the kidneys and liver those organs responsible for clearing drugs from our system can become impaired and therefore they do not do the proper job, allowing the drugs to remain in our body longer than they should. Number three, as we age, we get thinner and more frail, making a normal dose for a 30-year-old way too much for a smaller body to handle. And finally, many older folks experience some level of dehydration, again, making it difficult to excrete these drugs from the body. I'd like to mention some known culprit drugs. A recent study listed 22 different categories of drugs that can cause symptoms that mimic Alzheimer's, plus 14 different over-the-counter drugs that also can cause these symptoms. Some problem drugs are tranquilizers, sleeping pills, sedatives, things like Ambien and Lunesta that we see advertised all over the TV, as well as narcotic pain relievers, prednisone that's used for allergies and asthma, Anesthesia can cause lingering confusion and brain fog, and even antibiotics such as Cipro and Leviquin. In fact, the side effects of those two antibiotics include irreversible damage to the central nervous system. Research shows that Cipro is highly concentrated in brain tissue. So what can you do? Because cognitive impairment caused by drugs is so frequently overlooked, 
It is important that when symptoms of confusion, altered concentration, or difficulty thinking occur, that you and your physician review any medications you are taking to determine if any of them might be the cause. Fortunately, if the cause is a medication, your symptoms should go away or become less severe after stopping the drug. And as a side note, do not stop these medications cold turkey. You need to wean from them slowly and not abruptly. Because seniors often see multiple doctors who may prescribe drugs without knowledge of current medications, it is important to at least use the same pharmacy. That way, all medications are in the computer system. And if a doctor prescribes a drug that may not play well with current drugs, the pharmacy system will flag it and your pharmacist can make you aware of it. I'd say get to know your pharmacist. And finally, drug-induced dementia is an important syndrome to recognize because in almost all cases, it can be reversed or returned to the pre-drug state by stopping the offending drug. If you are visiting an older adult, take some time to review his or her drugs and be on the lookout for side effects that mimic more serious problems like dementia. Listen to Pat Rulo and Speak Up Radio. Stay safe from little-known healthcare and hospital hazards. To learn more, go to speakupandstayalive.com. That's speakupandstayalive.com. Hi, I'm Jana Panaritis, host of the AgeWise podcast. We're all living longer, and at some point, we're all going to need care. Many of us are already being cared for by sons and daughters, spouses and partners. On the AgeWise podcast, members of every generation share their stories of caregiving and aging. I like about living alone that it's all mine and it's the first time in my life when I didn't have to consider children, husband or anything else. She wasn't scared and I was bawling. You know, I knew what this meant for her. There's no coming back from Huntington's. I also knew that it's a 50-50 chance that I had it. Tune in every Thursday for a brand new episode at speakuptalkradio.com. To learn more about the show, visit the AgeWise website. That's A-G-E-W-I-Z dot com. U.S. Marine Corps veteran Sherman Gillums Jr., thank you so much for all that you're doing to support military veterans and their caregivers. Thank you. Now, with this in mind, I want to share an email that one of our listeners sent that forwarded a recent article that appeared online on a website called Vox, V-O-X And I want to give full attribution to whomever wrote this. The article is titled, The Insidious New Ways Big Pharma is Manipulating Your Doctor's Drug Choice, updated by Julia Bellas. Now, before we get started with the article, we've talked before on this program about all of the bigs that are running about wreaking havoc on our privacy, our health, our decisions. Big telecom, big food, big government, big brother, big pharmacy, and hopefully not Bigfoot. <laughs> well, and the big pharmaceutical companies, they determine which healthcare problems are publicized and researched. They have full control over our health. Big Pharmacy funds virtually all the research into disease and cures and controls academics and healthcare professionals, what they know and what they do. It's not some weird conspiracy theory either. There's been so much evidence of wrongdoing. 
Do you remember back in 2012? The drug and vaccine manufacturer Merck was caught red-handed by two of its own scientists as they were faking the effectiveness of vaccine data by tainting blood samples with animal antibodies. GlaxoSmithKline has been fined a whopping $3 billion for lying to the FDA, bribing doctors, hiding clinical trial data, and fraudulent marketing. The drug company Pfizer has been sued by the nation's pharmacy retailers for what is alleged as an overarching anti-competitive scheme to keep generic cholesterol drugs off the market and thereby boost its own profits. So, if you keep up with this, you know how sinister this cabal really is. Well, anyway, here's what the article says, and I think it's very telling and something we need to pay attention to. Quote, For over a decade, as evidence mounted that big pharmacy influence can lead to all sorts of stupid decisions and harmful outcomes, regulators and medical societies have been reining in the amazing ways pharmaceutical companies market to doctors. Nearly gone are the days when drug reps would parade around exam rooms with fancy new pill bottles, when doctors would be flown to Hawaii for medical conferences, and when pens and pads emblazoned with industry logos would be spread around hospitals and clinics. But according to a new article in the New England Journal of Medicine, the pharmaceutical industry has simply moved out of the clinic and into the digital world for much more covert and insidious forms of marketing. Now it's like having a sales rep in the exam room with you. Here are the three new ways companies are secretly influencing your doctor's prescribing habits. Number one, electronic health records have been billed an advancement in healthcare. Doctors have patients' medical histories at their fingertips and that information can be accessed in any hospital to track patients' medical histories, but these electronic health records are also a powerful data generator about physicians' behaviors and the demographics of their patients, and they're becoming an advertising vehicle for pharmaceutical companies. For decades, companies have been able to tell which drugs a doctor prescribes, but with the electronic health records, they can tell when and why they're prescribed. This is like personalized marketing aimed at physicians. In the past, marketing occurred outside the exam room. Today, marketing occurs right as the physician is ordering a prescription on the electronic health record in the form of targeted banner advertisements, e-coupons, or even curated drop-down menus. This advertising can occur at the moment you're making prescribing decisions. For example, an electronic health record company called Practice Fusion gives its software away to physicians for free and makes money by selling anonymized clinical data back to the industry. Is this good for patient outcomes? I suspect the answer is no. It's probably going to lead to overprescription. Number two. Social media applications gather data on your doctor. There are social networks targeted at healthcare providers such as Sermo and Doximity, where doctors can learn about the latest medical news and connect to colleagues. Pharmaceutical companies use these networks in various forms, from sponsored discussion forums to targeted advertisements. They also recruit doctors for focus groups and identify key opinion leaders in networks on behalf of big pharmacy. 
The company Sermo has even gamified its advertisings. One recent example was an Alzheimer's challenge that allowed physicians to read through clinical trial data for a brand name medication and answer questions about its indications to earn points redeemable for cash. <laughs> but that's not all. Doctors using other social networks such as Facebook and Twitter are also being targeted. For example, a company called Peerin oh, there's a good name, is a technology that monitors Twitter and can create interaction maps that demonstrate how physicians are connected, which doctors start conversations that go viral, and who responds to them. Again, all of this data is fed to Big Pharmacy to create very targeted marketing campaigns for physicians. And third, medical apps target pharmaceutical advertisements. A company called Hippocrates is a company that makes a free smartphone app for doctors. On these apps, the doctors can quickly look up information on drug dosing and interactions or insurance coverage. But every time doctors look something up, that data is sent back to pharmaceutical companies who then target advertisements at the doctors based on their profile and previous searches. Few doctors know that every time they look something up on Hippocrates, information gets sent back to a pharmacy vendor. And then all of this information is used to sell specific drugs that may not be the best drugs for patients. Affecting information flow is Big Pharmacy's best covert strategy. Drugs have risks, and they have harms, and they interact with other drugs. What's more, history has proven that this marketing to doctors can have very harmful side effects from waste in the health system to mistreatment of patients and even avoidable patient death. Regulators have tried to clamp down on bad behavior, culminating in the passage of the Sunshine Law, part of the Affordable Care Act, the law that required that every pharmaceutical and medical device company in the country disclose payments made to doctors and teaching hospitals for a range of activities, including promotional speaking, research grants, meals, and tips of at least $10 in value. But since this act was conceptualized, Big Pharmacy has moved out of clinics and into the digital world. As Dr. Aaron Kesselheim, an associate professor of medicine at Harvard Medical School, told Vox previously, in the back of your mind there's a concern that if you shed some light on one aspect of Big Pharmacy marketing, that there will be ways. People will try to skirt or game the system to try to avoid the sunshine. Regulators will need to catch up but the target will always be moving." Unquote. <laughs> well, like I said, you simply cannot make this stuff up. But what you can do is question every medication your doctor prescribes. Ask why. Why are you prescribing the specific drug? Are there other options? What are they? Do you have any association with the pharmaceutical company that manufactures this drug? Or any affiliation whatsoever? Well, these are hard questions. I know that. But given what I just shared with you, it's clear that we, the patient, the family member, the advocate, must look out for ourselves. And I'm not suggesting that doctors are bad people, not at all. But they too are victims of this sneaky industry that spies on every action in an attempt to sway opinions and prescribing habits. So be aware, Big Pharmacy is watching. Personally, I'd much prefer 
Bigfoot. After the show, be sure to visit the website speakupandstayalive.com for more life-saving information. Plus, that is where you can purchase my book, Speak Up and Stay Alive, The Patient Advocate Hospital Survival Guide. Bring the book to the hospital with you. It's the best way to stand out and in a positive way. Give the gift of healthcare safety. Purchase the book, The Patient Safety Logs. Hey, and throw in some icebreaker cards. It's a one-size-fits-all present that everyone needs. You can order online at speakupandstayalive.com or call me, 440-725-5462. Tired of the same old presentations? Can you forward to slide 38, please? Are you looking for a new, out-of-the-box topic for your next event? Want your group to leave inspired, informed, and satisfied? No PowerPoint presentations and dim lights here. No snoring or snoozing goes on during Pat's presentations. To help your entire group, organization, business, or church stay safe during any healthcare or hospital experience, invite Pat to speak. Visit her website, speakupandstayalive.com, or call Pat to discuss how she can make your next event fun, enlightening, and life-saving. Want testimonials? Go to the bulletin board link at the website for color pictures and comments from real people. Again, it's speakupandstayalive.com or call 440-725-5462. That's 440-725-5462. I spy with my big data eye that someone is telling a lie. Are you still buying cigarettes, but tell your doctor that you quit and are managing your asthma? Hmm. Are you searching the internet for every ice cream shop in your county, but tell your doctor that you're on a diet to manage your weight? Well, you can lie no longer. What am I talking about? Some hospitals and health insurers are buying consumers' personal information in order to identify high-risk patients and stop their bad health habits. Now, unless we're living in a basement, we all know that our online activities are tracked. The mountain of personal information that is being collected, analyzed, and sold by companies called data brokers is staggering. One of the problems with this is that it's fairly easy to generate a personal profile of you where you are, what you like to do, eat, drink, purchase, your bad habits. Combine this with the wealth of free public information, such as your voter information, real estate transactions, birth certificate, and so on. It's quite easy to create an accurate profile of you, who you are, and what you're all about. But it gets worse. Lots of personal health information can be figured out from your credit or debit card purchase history which may reveal whether you frequently purchase from the drugstore, eat Chinese food every other day, or have a gym membership. Think I'm exaggerating? Here's a quote from the chairwoman of the FTC, Federal Trade Commission. Quote, The extent of consumer profiling today means that data brokers often know as much or even more about us than our family and friends, including our online and in-store purchases, our political and religious affiliations, our income and socioeconomic status, and more. But we've gotten quite used to this. Who cares that Amazon makes recommendations based on your previous purchases? 
But how would you feel if your doctor and insurer did the same? According to an article in Bloomberg called, Your Doctor Knows You're Killing Yourself, you may soon get a call from your doctor if you've let your gym membership lapse, made a habit of picking up candy bars at the checkout counter, or begin shopping at plus-sized stores. That's because some hospitals are starting to use detailed consumer data to create profiles on current and potential patients to identify those most likely to get sick so the hospital can intervene before they do. What we are looking to find are people before they end up in trouble, said Dr. Doolin, who is also a practicing physician. The idea is to use big data and predictive models to think about population health and drill down to the individual levels to find someone running into trouble that we can reach out and try to help. Really? Do we really for one moment think that a doctor is staying up at night wondering if Mrs. Clutterbuck is eating Twinkies in bed? Come on. You want to know if Mrs. Clutterbuck is fat? Look at her. Have a human conversation. Get to know her. Why is she eating Twinkies in bed? Because they taste good? Because she's hungry? Because she owns stock in Twinkies? Find out why instead of spy. And speaking of Amazon, let me tell you a story as to why I'm even talking about this today. A colleague of mine recently attended a patient experience conference, and one of the speakers from an insurance company openly shared this story. And upon hearing it, my friend just knew that I'd be most interested to hear what the speaker had to say. He began by saying, if you think Big Brother is coming, you're wrong. Big Brother is here. He recounted a story about a woman who routinely bought dog food online from Amazon, been doing it for years. Suddenly, she stopped purchasing and Amazon wanted to know why. They shared this bit of purchasing information with one of the big insurance companies as they assumed that no purchase meant no more dog. And no more dog means that the poor woman was likely sad, depressed, no longer walking and exercising, and that her health just might be in danger. So out of the blue, the insurance company placed a call to this woman to probe her about the situation. Sure enough, her dog had passed away. Bottom line, they offered to buy her a new dog, give her six months of dog obedience training and coupons, all in the name of preserving her health. Creepy? Can you imagine getting this kind of random telephone call? This intrusion into your privacy under the guise of caring about your health? So why are hospitals doing this? Hospitals have a big incentive to keep patients healthy because, as we've talked about many times on this program, the law now dictates how they are paid in terms of incentives and penalties. With your health information in hand, they can protect their financial bottom line by sticking their nose in if you are at a supposed risk. Personally, I think this has gone too far. With the electronic medical records and all of the smart fitness trackers, smart watches, cell phone applications that supposedly are there to help you monitor your calories, your footsteps in a day, your medications, yak, yak, yak. These things connect and interface and basically lay you naked in front of the healthcare world. It's not easy to remain anonymous anymore. Well, I guess you could pay in cash and not use the internet. Don't give any retail store your phone number at checkout. I always make one up. Throw out your cell phone. Or you could Google things that you're not interested in just to create a weird profile. I don't know. Just thought I'd share. I spy with my big data eye that Mrs. Clutterbuck is fat. Let's send her a coupon for a gym membership. Or maybe, just maybe, 
Her doctor might actually talk to her, listen, dig deep. Maybe she wants to be overweight. Maybe something more is going on than just a sensory desire for Twinkies. What have we become when playing I spy with personal data trumps having a relationship? I don't like it. Do you? Mrs. Clutterbuck down the street thinks it's a bad idea. Hi there, I'm Gina Murphy-Darling, the host of Mrs. Green's World, and I would really love for you to become a part of that world. We talk about things like the faceless villain of climate change, our compromised food supply, and about how to become a conscious consumer. But it's not all bad news. We educate, we inspire, we engage. We always leave you with some small steps you can take to make a difference for this great planet of ours and help you live the healthy life you deserve. Please visit MrsGreensWorld.com to learn more and become a part of our world. Well, there you have it, my friends. Another show goes by so quickly, doesn't it? But don't worry. We'll be back next week with more to talk about. Meantime, be sure to visit the website, speakupandstayalive.com. Speakupandstayalive.com. It's where you can get a copy of the book, Speak Up and Stay Alive, The Patient Advocate Hospital Survival Guide. It's only $20 at the website, speakupandstayalive.com. And while you're there, check out the other links on the page, such as the speaking page, and invite me to speak to your group, club, business, church, organization, or even hospital. And if you know me, you know I always have so much to talk about. No one falls asleep on my watch during any of my speaking presentations. So give me a call, 440-725-5462. That is 440-725-5462. I can guarantee you this, your crowd will love it. No more time, but remember I will be back next week. Same time, same place, but never the same information. Until then, I hope you have a healthy and a happy week. I am Pat Rulo, and I am the voice for Informed Choice. I'm Jerry the Germ with a healthcare and hospital safety snippet just for you. Here's our expert, Pat Rulo. Hey, Jerry. Did you know people are talking dirty and don't even know it? Cell phones harbor 25,000 germs per square inch. So what can you do about this? Sanitize your phone daily with my newest cross-contamination solution called Dirty Talk. Visit zappenzen.com. That's Z-A-P-N-Z-E-N.com. Zappenzen.com. And get your Dirty Talk cell phone disinfectant or call to order 440-725-5462. Zappenzen.com. Uh, uh, uh,